Welcome to the Hour of Excellence Studio Wrestling. We are honored to have a special guest, an outstanding dignitary, who's here to discuss and give information concerning a topic that is not frequently discussed. We have Mr. Chris Chestnut, Chestnut Funeral Home, Gainesville, Florida. Welcome, Mr. Chris Chestnut. Please give us words of inspiration in the form of an introduction. Mr. Chestnut. Hello. Thank you so much for having, uh, having me here today. It's, it's a delight. It's a blessing to be amongst you. Um, really looking forward to this interview and, and sharing with you some of our thoughts and, and our experience in the funeral service. Uh, I am CEO of Chestnut Funeral Home Incorporated. Uh, we were a longtime affiliate of Caesar and Chestnut Funeral Home and then Caesar Funeral Home. So Lake City is no stranger to us. It's a second home. Uh, we have been in business since 1914, so we're celebrating our 110th year in business. Um, so my great-grandfather, grandfather, father, and brother have all been licensed funeral directors. Um, this is, for us, a ministry more so than a business, and we are delighted to serve. It's an honor to serve families every weekend um, and every family we treat with the utmost respect and dignity um, as we honor their legacy. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Mr. Chestnut. Now, this is your hour to extend our knowledge. So whatever you need to say, then say it, please. Mr. Chestnut, what is the difference between a funeral director and a mortician? Funeral director is really synonymous with mortician. I think it's a different term, but it means the same. Now, there are differences between funeral directors. There's a licensed funeral director, then there are funeral directors and embalmers. So a funeral director is distinct from an embalmer. An embalmer is someone who can perform, who is licensed to in, uh, perform the process of embalming a dead body. So you can, be, uh, you can be a licensed embalmer and not be a licensed funeral director. A licensed funeral director is someone who's licensed to make funeral arrangements, who's licensed to direct funerals. Now, many people, most folks, are licensed funeral directors and embalmers which means they're licensed to direct a funeral and make family uh, arrangements with families and sign contracts for funerals, a contract for services and merchandise. And also they're licensed and authorized to embalm and prepare a body for um, final burial rights. Um, then there's also what's called an FDIC, and that is basically the, the head funeral director. And so the, the, each funeral home must have a funeral director in charge, an FDIC. Uh, and so you have to be a licensed funeral director and bomber to be an FDIC or funeral director in charge. And so those are the different classifications um, according to the statute. And within that, a mortician is kind of a catch-all phrase that's synonymous with all of them. Thank you very, very much. My, I would like to tell the audience, fasten your seatbelt because we are in for a flight. We are, and we're going to go on a flight of knowledge. So, again, fasten your seatbelt because we're in for a treat today. Okay, Mr. Chestnut, how do you handle the logistic and coordination involved in planning a funeral service? Well, you know, there are many different types of funeral services, right? So there are, big, there are two big categories. And the big categories, I would say, well, three, really. There's direct burial, then there's cremation, and then there's traditional burial. And so a, a direct burial is when a person may die, there's no embalming, and the body then goes directly to a burial. Um, and that's usually within 24 to 48 hours. Then you have cremation. So cremation is when someone may or may not be embalmed and the body is then put into a crematorium and burned. And then from that come ashes and the ashes typically can be preserved or are saved with or by the family. And then there is a traditional burial, which typically results in someone being buried in a cemetery. Um, and so that's the third category. Within each category are subcategories, right? So within a cremation, for instance, you can have direct cremation where someone dies and they go straight to the crematory. Then you can have a, a funeral service followed by cremation. And that is when someone would die, they'd be embalmed, 
dressed, casketed. There'd be a traditional funeral, right, maybe at the church or maybe at the chapel with the funeral home. And then after the funeral service, instead of going to the cemetery, the body then goes to the crematory to be cremated. Now, with a funeral service followed by cremation, the family then has the option to either choose to go to the the cemetery still and bury the cremains or the ashes. They can spread the cremains or the ashes. They can uh, put the ashes or cremains in an urn and keep them wherever, at home or with some of the loved ones. The loved ones can split them amongst themselves equally or however they may see fit. So that's a different subcategory within cremation. And then there's also what we call a cremation with a memorial service. And that is where there's still a funeral service, but neither the body nor the cremains are there. Typically, it's a photo of the decedent who's there, maybe some flowers, and you still have a funeral service that the actual body just isn't there. Within the traditional burial, there still are some subcategories. So there's traditional church service where you go to the, take the body to the church, have a funeral, and then after that, you go to the cemetery, there's a burial in the cemetery. There is also, with the, with the traditional uh, full service, would be um, a, you can have a graveside burial service where there is no church, but there still is a funeral. It's just all, all occurs at the cemetery. So the entire funeral service would be outside at the cemetery under the tent. And once the benediction is said, the body would then be lowered into the ground. So different variations of traditional service as well with burial. But those are the main categories. Thank you very much. Now, you've given us a lot of information. I don't know if you can answer this, but which of those processes is usually, I mean, used most? Cremation, uh, um, all these, the ones that you just described, which one of that most family use, are the family use the most? You know, I, it depends on where you are. It depends on both demographics, right, and geographics, right? So I would say in the South, amongst African-Americans, burials are prevalent. Uh, those are most common. Traditional burial, I bet. Uh, there is a growing or increased uh, popularity with cremation amongst our uh, uh, Caucasian folks in the South and in the North. Um, and so it just depends on where you are and who you are. But in the South... Typically, traditional burial is most popular in the African-American community. Oh, okay, then. Thank you very much. Do you have, and this might be a, a personal question, do you have a lot of uh, um, barriers from the from the other race? I mean, you know, customers, I don't know if that's the way you say it, because this is the first time I've had an interview like this. Uh, but that, do you that, have any, yeah, so I might not be using the right choice, but you know, do you have, now I know you sound like you're African-American, do you have um, members of the other races coming to you for, their, for your service? Yes, ma'am. Listen, we bury everybody and anybody. Um, we bury all colors, creeds, Genders, everybody is welcome at Chestnut Funeral Home. And everybody's going to get a first-class service at Chestnut Funeral Home. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Now, another question that I have, can you describe your experience in embalming and body preparation? You mentioned something about embalming before. Can you describe your experience in that? Yes, ma'am. So here we have a, a combined embalming experience amongst our staff of over 100 years of embalming experience. Um, we have some of the top uh, embalmers in the state. I'd argue even in the southeast here at Chestnut Funeral Home. We have a restorative arts specialist in Mr. Tony Walton. Um, he's been, he was also an instructor. So he taught many of the embalmers that are in the market, that are in the state now. He actually taught the class on restorative art and embalming. Uh, he's on staff with us. He's an embalmer for us. My brother, Chuck Chestnut, um, is an embalmer as well. He graduated at the top of his class. He actually got an award and recognition in embalming school as one of the top students for embalming and, and restorative art. So there's embalming and then there's restorative art. And so restorative art is kind of the next level of embalming. It would be if it were basketball, it would be like the NBA or, or pro league in terms of sometimes bodies unfortunately have a traumatic ending. Be it a car accident or a fire or anything that may distort the body, and it, recall, and it requires restorative art. So the body has to be restored to its natural 
uh, natural being are as close as you can get to it. And so both of these gentlemen not only have over 40 years individually experienced, um, but also have experience at and are noted as some of the top embalmers and restorative art. So this is definitely the funeral home to call if you want mama to look like mama. Oh, okay. Thank you for that information. Gee whiz. So uh, you have a lot of different uh, expertise on your staff. That's why when you look at a person, that person looks like him or herself. So you have all these different right. people who are specialists in different areas. Thank you for enlightening me on that. But what, and, and you what, have to invest in that in that process, right? So it's also a process. Uh, it's also involves buying the right fluids and being being willing to spend the money on the right fluids. Uh, sending your embalmers to training, right? So you get the most, the highest and best use of each individual embalming experience in terms of all the equipment that is at your disposal because things change with time. They evolve. And so there are tools and instruments that are introduced. There are different fluids that are introduced as, as science progresses, as medicine progresses. So doesn't the art of it, restorative art and embalming. And so it's important that you continue to do the, uh, what it costs, continue education courses on embalming, which our folks do here. Um, and so we really not only are on the cutting edge, but we also have the staff and the depth of staff, right, to take the time. Uh, restorative art, dressing the body, presentation, makeup, hair, it's all about details, right? And so you can tell the difference of somebody who wakes up in the morning and takes 10 minutes to get ready versus someone who spends an hour to get ready. Well, we're, we're of the school where it's going to take us at least an hour to get ready. And so we pay attention to every little detail. We're going to tuck the clothes in just right. We're going to pin it if it needs to be pinned. We're going to iron it if it's wrinkled. We're going to make sure that the, the makeup is just right, the complexion is not right, is just right that the hydration is just right, that the hair is laid just right. So we bring in nail techs for the nails. We bring in a, a, a beauticians just for the hair. If we need to, we'll bring in specialized uh, makeup artists who basically work at the mat counter to come in and do makeup. So we don't all, all try to concentrate everything in one person. We let everybody stay in their lane and bring the experts in each lane. But every single detail counts. You know, I'm learning something, but I know... That does sound sensible. I just thought, oh my goodness, oh I'm learning something. So all when I look, when I go to uh, one of these ceremonies, I look at a combination of people who who work together to make the family of that particular person look the best. I'm not gonna be saying it right, but 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 I guess you know what I'm saying. But you know, yes, that would be your experience day. at a chestnut funeral. That would be your experience at a chestnut funeral. I can't speak for everybody else, but I can tell you some folks don't do their embalming at all. They outsource it and have folks come in from outside and bomb or send it to centralized okay. embalming. But with us, yes, ma'am, that, that is, it is a combination of talents, the top talents. Uh, because our philosophy so, is you only have one time to present this person to their family and to the public, and this is their last time that they will see them. And so that's some, that means something to us. And so every time is the only time in terms of first-class presentation. Wow. Wow. Now, is there a time limit that, uh, <clears throat> that a family is given? Uh, does the, you know, and, and, let me say it this way. If somebody brings, if a body comes to you today, now, do you give them a time limit as to when the uh, funeral will be, uh, According to maybe, uh, help me with the question, Chris. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be intelligent with my question. But what I want to say is, if the body comes to you today, Chris, and you look at the body, do you determine how long it would take uh, to get that body ready for the family to have the funeral? Uh, how do, how's that done? I mean. It, you know, it just, it's circumstantial, so it all depends on the circumstances. I can tell you that we can have someone ready the next day uh, for viewing and burial if that's what is required. Um, I would say for a family, what's most important in terms of a timeline is them determining or deciding on embalming. The sooner the decedent can be embalmed, typically the better the result. And no result is guaranteed, but the better the presentation will be, um, the quicker an embalmer, a licensed embalmer, can get to the person can receive the remains and then preserve the remains. Now, once the once the, the remains has been embalmed and preserved, you know, 
you've got time. You got leeway. So it could be this week. It could be next week. It could be two weeks, three weeks, four weeks out. Um, once the body's properly embalmed, it, the body is preserved. Okay. Now, about the price, what are some of the things that 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 would determine the the price of a uh, a barrier? What would be some of the things a person has to consider? So, so first of all, in, in terms of price, you should know that every funeral home is is regulated by the Federal Trade Commission or FTC, and the FTC requires each funeral home to maintain what is called a general price list, a GPL. All right, and that general price list is a menu of prices for services and merchandise that that funeral home will offer to the public. And so you can call any funeral home at any time and ask for a copy of their GPL, and they are required to produce it for you um, via email or fax it, or you can come by and pick it up in person. Um, but the GPL is, is kind of the base menu. Now, a lot of funeral homes now have adapted to to our communities who are who are now accustomed to packages. And so there can be packages and there's nothing wrong with packages as long as the packages correlate, right, are are reflected on the GPL, the general price list, your main menu. So you can't charge uh, $5 for embalming on your general price list and then charge $10 for it in your package. It has to be consistent. So you can have a $500 package, but all of your prices have to line up with your GPL, if that makes sense. Let me tell you what what isn't allowed by the FTC or the Federal Trade Commission, and that is these folks who who go around and say they'll give you a free casket. Now, any funeral home is entitled to any discount they want to offer, which is okay, but you cannot um, advertise directly a free casket because at some point that casket will be uh, a charge for it, right? So the FTC doesn't allow deceptive or unfair trade practices. Um, So now funeral homes are also regulated by... uh, the Board of Cemetery uh, and Funeral Service, right? And so that that's a state regulatory agency uh, under the office of the chief financial officer for the state of Florida. And so there are also regulations on pricing there. But now you were asking about pricing and numbers. Well, at Chestnut Funeral Home, we have a variation of fractions. So we can go from a, a, a direct cremation starting at 895 um, and it can go all the way up to a, a presidential service um, with a solid gold casket, kind of like Aretha Franklin, right? So it can go, it, it can run the whole span. It just depends on what a family wants and desires um, and what they look, what type of experience they're looking for. Um, traditional burials, we usually are able to um, work with the family on. We're always able to find a solution for our family to give them the very best service at the most economical price for their desires. Right, so our job is to consult with the family, illuminate them, or explain to them their options. You know, here's what you may like. Once we know what a budget is, then we can find the best product for that budget. I tell you that the biggest variable, typically in pricing, is the casket. And so caskets can go from seven hundred and fifty dollars, right, all the way up to seventy-five thousand dollars. It just depends on where on the spectrum uh, a family wants to to land. But we have oh. various packages that I'm happy to discuss with you as well. But pricing can okay, vary go right, based go on right, what the family wants. Go, right go right on. You're educating us. Go right on. Okay. Yes, ma'am. So, and I'll talk, remind me to talk to you a little bit about pre-need, too, and the importance of that in locking prices in. So, so I'll tell you that there are two kind of main categories. If you're going to do a traditional burial, right, there are, there are three categories. There's merchandise, there's services, and then there's cash advances. All right? So merchandise would include a casket or a vault. With a casket, there are a couple categories to the casket. There's a wood casket, a line of wood caskets, and then there are metal caskets. Within metal caskets, there are different variations of caskets. So you can go from precious metal, like a solid bronze or copper, to um, different gauges of caskets. And so the gauges of the metal on the casket kind of go like shotguns. It's reverse order. So it goes 16 gauge, and then underneath a 16 is an 18, and then underneath the 18 is a 20 gauge, and underneath 20 gauge is a minimum metal. Now, the main difference in buying metal caskets is whether you want a sealed or unsealed casket. 
also known as gasketed or ungasketed. And so the, diff- the best way to explain to you what a seal casket is is when you get on the airplane and they close that door and they lock it, there's, there's a seal. And so your fuselage, all that air is then locked in. That's what a seal casket does. There's a lining within the casket. In fact, if you've been to a funeral, you see once they close the lid, somebody's at the end and they winding at the end of the casket, at the foot of the casket, that's a sealed casket. You can okay. get an unsealed casket and it just clicks closed. Now, the difference is in an unsealed casket, there's no barrier between the lid and the actual body of the casket. And so things, air, water, uh, moisture, even rodents, if you will, can get in between the body and get into the inside and, and get to the remains. Whereas a sealed casket, it typically is locked airtight sealed and it doesn't allow that that's wow. merchandise with vaults you have different type of vaults now vault is like um i don't want it's a it's a concrete structure that the cat that goes in the ground to protect the casket from the ground uh and so it goes on the ground and the casket goes into the vault and then the, the vault lid is then capped on top of it so when you go to in the cemetery and you see that concrete top with a headstone on it, that's that's the top of the vault, and then there's sealed. There's a there's a sealer around it. So now the casket is sealed within this vault. But there are different variations to vaults. You can get a copper, you can get a bronze vault, you can get a lined vault. A lined vault has a, is basically a line, a fiberglass lining inside the concrete structure, and that prevents it's supposed to prevent any moisture or water from getting into or to the casket. You can also get an unlined vault, which is concrete. Uh, just straight concrete that goes in the ground. What's the difference between a line and an unlined vault? I mean, typically, um, a, a line vault would do more to protect the the casket because an unlined vault is just like concrete. So you know how it rains, and then the water you see the water on the sidewalk, and then the water kind of absorbs into the sidewalk. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it's going to do into that vault. So an unlined vault, that water's going to go through it just like that, just like the sidewalk. Wow. So we got caskets and vaults. In merchandise. Now, sometimes there's a few other things that are included in there, but those are two main categories. And then you got services. So services category is uh, the professional services, everything that a funeral director does for you, from filing the death certificates to typing up the programs to ensuring that everything is in order to organizing the church and the, and, um, the actual service time. Typically, your automotive will be included in there. So the limousines and the hearse and the embalming and the removal of, of the remains, and then delivering the remains to the church, and then the staff that works the funeral. All that's included in, in your services. And then you have cash advances. And that third category of cash advances is <clears throat> pricing for things that a funeral home will pay on your behalf so you don't have to pay. For instance, the grave space. If, if the cemetery is charging you $500 from a grave space, not every funeral home does it, but we will. We write that check for you. Why? So that you only have to write one check for the entire funeral experience. If there's a casket spray, you want a flower on top of the casket. Rather than you having to go to the a florist and arrange it and then pay for it and, and pick out the colors, we do it for you. We'll ask you what colors you want. We'll kind of describe it, and then we'll pay the florist for you. Those are called cash advance items. The, the obituary in the newspaper where there's a funeral notice, we pay the paper for you so you don't have to pay it. That's a cash advance item. So those are the three main categories in terms of pricing. Now, what we've done for the, for, to help our families and to make it more convenient for them is then to put all three of these categories into one and just do packages. And so we've got two main categories of packages. We've got the Chestnut 2.0 economy line, and that's economical. So that's what you need, not what you, have, not what you might like, but just what you need to get it done. Because sometimes times are tough. Uh, sometimes insurance isn't there and you're trying to come up with cash to get done what needs to be done to lay your loved one to rest, but you still want it to be nice and respectable. Well, we've got a line committed just to that. And so that ranges from a, a, a funeral service followed by a cremation for, for $39.99 to a, a graveside funeral service for $49.99. We've got a church service for $7,500 or $74.99. Um, and, and so all this includes... Uh, a 20-gauge casket, a 20-gauge metal casket. It includes uh, use of a hearse. It includes embalming, dressing, casketing, viewing, and the actual service. Uh, so that's a variation on the economy line. Now, on our presidential service, you know, that's really what makes us a lot different. So we can go up or down. We can provide you services um, 
that are economical, but at the same time, if you want the best of the best, we are the best of the best. And so we can offer that. We have the newest fleet, frankly, now in the country. We just bought a new fleet of cars that they were number two and number three off the line, period, for production. And the presidential limousines, with a, what they call the Park Hill Presidential Hearse. And so we offer a fleet of presidential limousines, and our service is commensurate with presidential. We don't just open your door. If it's raining, we're going to open the door with the, with the umbrella. We get wet. You don't. It, it, it's every detail counts. We will have a, a slideshow. It includes a flower car, which is a hearse that has flowers on top of it. And so it, it adds a nice little detail to uh, the service as you're going to the cemetery um, in the procession where you've got one flower. We've got one car with just flowers all over it, right? And then you've got a hearse, and then there are two presidential limousines behind it. Uh, but we can do up to six limousines on any one service. Uh, wow. We offer details as we will have what we call a portrait register book. So the book that folks sign in when they come to see your loved one, it'll have a picture of your loved one in the book and on the actual pages with the, with the order of service and the program. So it's not just a sign-in book. It's actually a memorial card. It, so it's something that you, you can look back in or on and reflect back not only on the day but on your loved one. We offer live streaming. We offer uh, digital video recording that you can, if you wanted to look back at the service or you wanted a link to look back at the service, you can recapture the entire experience. You know, we just recently buried my father uh, the 1st of December. I can remember about, it was, the funeral started at 1, we didn't get home until 9 p.m. once everything was done. I can remember about five minutes of it, right? So, so having it videoed offered me the, the opportunity not only to recognize and appreciate who had attended the funeral, but also to appreciate uh, the depth and breadth of the service, right, and, and, and to really experience it because sometimes you're so emotional in the moment you can't experience it. And so we realize that for families, and that's why we offer the video memorialization. Um, wow. On the presidential service, right, we also have, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a crowning. So this is particularly uh, popular with women, where we will come down and we'll have someone with a crown on a pillow, and we bring it, or sometimes flowers, and we bring it to the family, and either the family can crown the decedent or we crown them right before we close the casket. We offer an elegant exit. And the elegant exit is almost, it's somewhat British, but it, it has, where the gentlemen come down with gloves and a top hat. And they come down and just before we bring the body out, they will salute the decedent, salute the family, and then bring the body out with a nice syncopated, coordinated march. So there are different uh, detailed services that a family can select or opt into a la carte that we offer um, with our presidential line of services. Wow. Wow. You know, Chris, I wish I, wish I would have had this set up where we could have um, different ones calling in with questions. But I can tell you, and I don't know if I mentioned to you, I was a little hesitant about this, this um, interview because I've never done anyone in a you know, on this topic because you know how you are. You know, this is something that you don't just discuss frequently. But this is something, according to the way you are talking, is something that everybody needs to know about because it's going. Everybody going to have to use this at one time or another. So this is a topic that should be discussed, and I appreciate the fact that Cordes King, one of your, one of your uh, ones over at Chestnut, encouraged me to do this. He was supposed to have done this, but he he encouraged me to to interview you. But I was I really it was not very comfortable for me to do that because I know my 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 dad before he ascended to heaven he wanted to talk with me about some of his wishes and I could not I didn't have the uh, I I didn't have that little inward thing that would tell me. Let's discuss it. I didn't have that. But I think listening to you, I feel a little better about a discussion like this. I think everyone should be aware of this part of our life. They should be aware of that. I thank you for taking time from your busy schedule to enlighten us on all of this. But I, I thought I'd interject that. But I want you to you to elaborate more than me because I know Nothing about what you, you know, well, I know now, 
but you're most of the expert on this, so you continue to talk. I didn't insert that. No, no, that's important because a, a lot of folks feel that way. Um, and you know what's surprising is a lot of funeral directors feel that way. So a lot of funeral directors don't like talking about their own funeral, um, but it is something that, that is very helpful, um, especially when what we call pre-need. So, and I, I'd just like to take a few moments to talk to you about pre-need and the importance of pre-need. And, and so there's one core fundamental that I think we've noticed through our experience that, that is an asset or an added value. And that is when, when a person pre-plans their funeral, it, you would be amazed at how much of a burden is lifted off of the rest of the family. So whether it's a parent and, the, and their children are trying to plan for the funeral or a spouse is trying to plan for the funeral, you know, death is a very traumatic and it's a taxing experience, especially when it's new and it's fresh. And, and so really, it is really a burden and it, it is psychological and emotionally taxing to try not only to be grieving, Right, you're going through a grieving process, but now you've got to plan a funeral at the same time. And you're thinking about, well, what would mama want? What would daddy want? Or what would my son or daughter want? Right. And then you're trying to also deal with everyone else who's offering their opinions on what you should do or what should be done or what. Somebody's going to say they said they wanted this. Somebody's going to say they said they wanted that. And this their favorite color. That's their favorite color. It's just better if you do it yourself. And then you can also ensure that it's done the way you want it done. Uh, and that's important because sometimes, you know, some families come in and, and folks maybe not be as close and then they'll start making changes or adjustments or start counting dollars. Uh, and so if you want it done right the way you want it done, and most of all, if you want to save your family the heartache of having to plan a funeral in the midst of experiencing a funeral, right, of experiencing mm-hmm. a death, the pre-need is the way to go. Now, pre-need is somewhat like insurance, but I'd argue that it's even better than insurance. And so... You can, there's pre-need and pre-arrangement. So you can pre-arrange your funeral, and that's the side. I want this flower. I want pink and white flowers. I want blue and white flowers. I want a blue casket. I want a black casket. I want a white casket. I want my funeral to be at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I want it to be at 11 a.m. at Church of God by Faith or the Kojic Church or the AME Church or the Baptist Church. So these are all things that, in terms of a pre-arrangement, where you're laying out the plans of your actual funeral. And we, we do that every day of the week here at Chestnut Funeral Home. But there also is called pre-need. Now, only certain funeral homes are allowed to do pre-need because not everyone has a pre-need license. At Chestnut Funeral Home, we do have a pre-need license, and we have licensed professionals who are able to sell pre-need. Okay, so pre-need. Mr. Ch- Mr. Chestnut, what word are you saying? You said pre-need, P-R-E-N-E-E-D, that's what you're saying? That's correct. That's correct. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah. All right, well, you can go on. Yes, okay. All right. And so with a pre-need, you would then pre-arrange or select your funeral. You can select your casket, you can select the flowers, you can select everything you want and, and then get a number for that, right? And say, this is this will be my funeral bill. And then you can start paying on that. Now you can pay all at once. You can pay by month. You can say, well, I want to pay $100 a month or I want to pay $250 a month or I want to put $2,000 down and then pay $100 a month. Your financial arrangement is however is most comfortable for you. But that money then goes into a trust fund and it's held in trust Typically, in, in some of the most popular trust funds are in Tallahassee, in the state capital. But that money then is guarded in that, in that trust fund. And that's so even if the funeral home you contract with goes out of business or something happens, your money is still protected because it's in that trust. And then when, when the time occurs or when the, the hour occurs, right, where the death occurs, then you pull, the money is then pulled out of your trust account and the funeral is paid for. Now, the main difference between pre-need, and that is a pre-need, and in life insurance is that if you miss two or three payments on a life insurance, even if you pay your life insurance for 10 years, if you miss three payments, you get sick and miss three payments, your, your policy laps, and that value usually goes to zero, hmm. which isn't that far-fetched because you just think about if you've been paying on a, on a policy – for all these years and you get sick and you're too sick to pay your bills, right? And then you end up passing away, but you hadn't paid it, but you've been sick for four or five months and you hadn't paid that bill because you hadn't paid any of your bills, right? Now you have no life insurance. Well, okay. with pre-need, if you miss a payment or two payments or three payments, it, it, it doesn't lapse. It just means you miss three payments, but you just pick up four months later. That's fine. Whatever months you miss, you just miss. You can make up for them or you don't have to make up for them, but it doesn't, it doesn't go back to zero. 
The only way it would go back to zero is if you came in and said, well, I changed my mind. I want all my money back. You can still pull the money back out of the pre-need uh, if, that's, if you find it necessary. But it, you will not go back to a zero value in principle, right, just because you missed a payment. And so that's the safety of the pre-need from a oh, payment man. structure. But life insurance is important as well. So it's important to have life insurance. It's just it doesn't hurt to have life insurance and pre-need. But if you had to get one of them, pre-need would be the better of the two. For for purposes of a burial. Yes, ma'am. So now okay. you may want to do life insurance to, to leave money to your, your kids or to your heirs or to whomever. But in terms of securing your funeral expenses, pre-need is likely the best way to go. Because now your money's in there. It's in a trust. Um, and you're... Your last wishes for your funeral are already done. So literally, we just when someone has a pre-need, we just pull out the file and say, okay, this is your mom came in. This is what she said. She wants to do this, 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 and this. So the only thing we normally have to pick is the date. Because okay. the time, church, all that, programs, all that has already been done. And I understand that's not therapeutic for everyone, right? Some people don't want to think through it like that. But it is important to at least, um, at least start the process and at least pay into it. Even if you don't want to pick out every detail of the funeral, you say, well, you can say, well, I want my kids to do that. But let me tell you what else is very important about pre-need. Once you pay into that pre-need, you lock the prices in at that price. So what do I mean? So if someone bought a pre-need here in pre-COVID, let's say in like 2018, because a lot of prices for a lot of concrete, metal, all that, so caskets, vaults, they all went up during COVID. If you come in and buy... If you bought it in 2018 and the price of that funeral was $7,000, chances are just market rate. That, that funeral today would likely cost you about 9000 maybe 8500 wow. So that price has gone up 1500 to to $9,000 to $2,000. Um, and so the value here is also locking it in. So if you bought a pre-need today and you die 10 years from now, your cost is still at 2024 prices. So our services and then bombing and automotive, all that's still at the 2024 price, not 2034. Or if you had bought it 10 years ago, you would get the service for a 2014 price, not a 2024 price. Now that okay. doesn't include that doesn't include things like the cemetery because we can't control cemetery prices, but in terms of our prices, our services and merchandise, it stays the same. And so you lock that price in. And so a lot of families Decide, you know what, I'm just going to sign up with Chestnut. I'm going to put $100 down now for a pre-need, and now I'm locked in. And then they lock it in, they make payments, and sometimes some months they do, some months they don't. Some people make them every month. Some people miss four or five months, and they come back and catch up a little bit, and et cetera. But regardless, they have locked in their price from the date from which they first bought into the pre-need. Okay. Well, let me understand the pre-need. Now, if someone comes to you and they're entering a pre-need, now I know the pre-need would, would vary according to the family. In other words, when they tell you what they want, then you set a particular price, right? And that becomes a pre-need. Am I correct? Or am oh, I man, not correct? Well, somewhat correct. So, so yes, the price will be what it is. So they, if they came in today and they say, well, I want your... $7,500 packet. I want your $9,000 packet. Or they may say, I want your $12,000 packet. They may say, I want your $1,200 packet. Any of the packages they pick, they've locked in that price for that package. Now, what would change is they may say, well, I don't like this casket. I don't, I don't like the 20-gauge casket. I want a 16-gauge casket. Well, now, they've bought a nicer casket. You know, it's kind of like going from a, a, a Chevy Suburban to a, a Cadillac Escalade. We, we can sell you both. It just depends on how you want to get to heaven, right? And so yeah. if if the package has a Chevy Suburban, but you want the Escalade, then we just swap out the, the Suburban for the Escalade. You know, we swap it out for a nicer casket, but then the price is going to go up a little bit because you got a nicer casket. Okay. Yes. It's just like getting, in other words, the way I'm looking, it's just like getting a loan. Is it just like getting a loan, right? Is it? Something like that the pre-need is just like getting a loan? I would, I, I, would, 
I wouldn't say it's like giving a loan. I wouldn't say it's like getting a loan. I would say it's like making an investment. Okay, not that's a that's a better word for me. Investment, yes, 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 ma'am. Yes. It's more like so, getting an investment. Like you buy, okay. you buy a house today, that house is gonna go up in value, right? Okay. And so you buy a house today for ten thousand dollars. Ten years from now, you might sell that 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 house for fifteen thousand dollars, right? Okay. But you bought it okay. for ten, so you got you you have five thousand dollars in appreciation. So all I'm okay. saying is, if you buy a pre need today for ten thousand dollars. Nine times out of ten, ten years from now, the cost of that same exact funeral is going to be fifteen thousand dollars. But because oh. you bought into the pre need in twenty twenty four today, right? It's going you're going to get a fifteen thousand dollar funeral for ten thousand dollars. Okay. Now the pre need is individual. It's not a family thing. It's individual, you, but you can get it for the whole family. So you can say, okay. I want to do. Four pre-needs today, I want, you know, mama, daddy, and kids, all my brothers and sisters. You can do all of that, and you can go out to the cemetery and buy a plot, too. And so now you bought the the, the, the services and the lots. Okay. All right. Now, you would be in charge of the services, not the uh, not the plot, not the cemetery. That's what you don't cover, right? We don't. We don't cover... In the pre-need, the cemetery, but we can make arrangements for you to go to a cemetery and get some cemeteries allow for you to buy today in anticipation okay. of 10 years from now, and then you can just hold a lot. Okay. Now so we can help facilitate that. Yes, ma'am. But we don't sell okay. we don't sell grave spaces, no ma'am. Okay. All right. Now, suppose it's a military, it's a veteran. So they would have to make that arrangement with whatever site that they choose to go to, you won't have anything to do with that, right? That's a great I know question. They have a... That's a great question. Actually, okay. a, a veteran wins twice because if a veteran, if a vet, most veterans qualify, but if a veteran qualifies, right, and, and that usually means if they were discharged, it's an honorable discharge. So most vet, veterans, as long as they don't have a dishonorable discharge, qualify for a veteran burial benefits, all right? And part of those benefits as it relates to burial is you can bury in a national cemetery, any national cemetery, and there are three in Florida. Actually, there are more than three, uh, but there are three in this area. One is in Tallahassee, one is in Jacksonville, and one is in Bushnell, just north of Tampa. That's three in this area. And then there's more that are down south. But any national cemetery, you can you get a free grave space, a free vault, and free opening and closing. That means somebody digging a grave for you and covering the grave back up. Now, in an average cemetery, your cemetery costs are going to be between $2,500 and $3,500. So the average grave space is going to be about $1,000, dollars $1,000 And then you got to get a vault that can go from anywhere from $895 up to $3,500. And then you've got to pay for opening and closing, and that's usually about $1,100 to $1,200. That's just cemetery expenses. That has nothing to do with a funeral home. That's not our prices. That's not our service we offer. And so you can save, a veteran saves on average at least $3,000 in cemetery expense because they can go to the National Cemetery and bury for free. Now, you can do a prearrangement with us at Chestnut Funeral Home and then say you want to be buried in the National Cemetery and you don't have to worry about the cemetery price. So even if you die three years from now, it doesn't matter because it's, it's free in terms of funeral costs. Obviously, we want you to live as long as you can live now. But so it yeah. matters to that extent, okay. right? I okay. Right. But the cemetery cost is going to be free. Now, is that for the spouse also? That's correct. Yes, ma'am. So a spouse, it's a, any any uh, active or non-active member who has an honorable discharge and their spouse are able to be buried in a national cemetery. Okay. Now, but that could be arranged through you, or do they have to uh, make those arrangements? That can be arranged through us. Oh, okay. 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 All right. And so that's now, something we do. So we also offer what we call concierge service, or what some folks call gloves, like white glove service, right? And so a lot of the things that you may have to do or may need to do leading up to the funeral, we try and take off your plate. Now, not every funeral home does this, but this again, this is why you call Chestnut, right? So we do everything from, listen, you 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 in a tight and it's getting close and you forgot to go to the cleaners. We're gonna go to the cleaners for you. We're gonna make sure we're gonna help you. You need a you need a caterer for for the repast. We're gonna help you find a caterer for you. You want to put that in the funeral bill? We can do that for you. 
you you want to you worried about the insurance policy and you need to assign some of your benefits, we'll handle the assignment for you. So we can help you process the entire insurance policy if you're using the insurance policy, right? So that by the time the funeral comes, not only do you have the funeral bill paid for, but you can get the residual amount of the of the policy back. So we offer specifically an assignment process where uh, we help the family process. If it's a let's say a twenty five thousand dollar policy, it's a ten thousand dollar funeral. We help the family process the policy so they get the remaining fifteen thousand dollars back without the headache of having to go back and forth with the insurance company. So concierge service, whatever it is that could cause you a headache, we try to take off of your plate, and that's part of our funeral service. Very good. And you've been in service how many years, you said? We've been in service 110 years, since 1914. Wow. So we've serviced everywhere from Stark to to Lottie, Chiefland, Lake City, Sanderson, McClenney, Lake Butler, Elijah, High Springs, Gainesville, Oak Keller, Micanope, Archer, Newberry, Hawthorne. Uh, we, we have covered all of North Central Florida. Okay. Okay. All we have to do is call you. Okay. And we How come, can we we'll come? be there in an hour or less. Say do what now? We, we, we will be there in an hour or less. Okay. That sounds great. Now, do you do you want to give the number, the phone number that you can yes, be ma'am. contacted? So our, thank you. Our number is 888-TOLL-FREE, 888-374-4448. That is 888-374-4448. You can also email us at wecare, W-E-C-A-R-E, at chestnutfh.com. That's W E C A R E at C H E S T N U T F is in Frank H is in Hotel dot com. You can call us or email us at any time with any questions. We have twenty four hour uh, live remote, so you can you can go onto our website at www.chestnutfh.com. That's www.chestnutfh.com. 24 hours a day. And if you've got a question, we've got a live representative there to answer your question. You, 24 hours, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you've got a question, you can call us at 888-374-4448. And you can speak with a live representative at any hour, any day of the week. Very good. Okay. So let, let me make sure I'm clear on this. If someone needs your service and they contact you now you will cover uh you're going to take care of uh everything i mean you take everything you take care of everything but the uh but the uh, barrier right you take care of everything you will you will provide the transportation and you said well you talking about the flowers and all that that's a packet that you can buy whatever packet you buy you will they they can use your service anywhere in Florida, and you will provide that that packet for them. Is that correct, or would it be different according to the county? Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. It'll go. We go anywhere, anytime. So we can we can assist you in shipping someone in from out of town, or shipping someone out of out of town. If you want us to go out of town to handle the service, we can do that too. And I don't consider Lake City out of town. But if you need to oh. go to Atlanta, Georgia, Charlotte, North Carolina. We go there, too. We service wherever you want our service. We're willing to take it. Uh, we just coordinate with local folks there and, and work out the details. But we're absolutely able to serve wherever is necessary. Okay. 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 Yes. And, you know, there's a difference between at-need and pre-need. So with the pre-need, we, can, we, we encourage anybody to give us a call and at least come in and meet with us or take a Zoom meeting. We can also do funeral arrangements via Zoom. So we can send you a link, and you can make funeral arrangements from the comfort of your living room or your home. We can come to you and make arrangements in your living room at your home or, or at someone <laughs> else's house. So we, we make this process as convenient for you as possible. This is all about service, and service is our ministry at Chestnut Funeral Home. Good. I don't think I've gotten to that point yet, Chris, but I'm getting there because, as I said, this was something <laughs> new to me, but I've gotten over this, and I, I think I can – I can I can do a little more, but I might be the only one in the world that's feeling the way I'm feeling. I might be the only one in the world, but no, this is not. 
Listen, you can do a pre-need. You don't even have to pick out the details. You can say, listen, I want $8,500. I want $11,000. I want $5,000. I want $12,000 to go towards my funeral. Y'all make it work for that. And then do a pre-need just based off of that. You can just set aside the money and say, this is it. It's set aside. It's, it's there for you. Don't waste it. But plan what you want to plan. I'll pick out what you want to pick out. So you can do as much or as little as you want. I think what's most important, especially with pre-need, is just locking in that price today. Because I can assure you, with the way things are going, it's going to be more tomorrow. Okay. Yes. But equally, you know, it it has amazed me that even though we offer so many additional services, we're oftentimes cheaper than our competition. And so just because oh. our cars are new or our suits are coordinated doesn't mean we're higher. Or just because our service is superior doesn't mean our price is extravagant. Uh, we're very, we are very fair in our pricing. That's how we've been in business 110 years. We don't overcharge. We charge, and we try and be as economical as possible with each and every family, but we also give everything we've got for each and every service because it, every service is the only service for that moment. Wow. Wow. That is you're very impressive, very impressive. And this has been an enjoyable and really enlightened experience. For me, and I'm sure the listening audience has gained a lot of information because our slogan is knowledge is power. They've gained a lot of, and they're more comfortable about talking about this now. I know I will be. I will be doing that. So all they have to do is call you and make an appointment or you'll come to them, right? Or you, you know, if somebody, if someone is interested in in, uh, some of the service that you have mentioned, uh, you can come yes. to Lakes. You, you come to Lakes. We, we will come not just Lake City. We'll come to Lake City, Live Oak, McClendon, Sanderson. What well, you name it, we coming. We come to Swanee. We coming. Jennings. Okay. We coming. Okay. You call us. We coming. Fort White. Okay. We coming. High Springs. Okay. We coming. Okay. Lulu. You coming? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We coming. We coming. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. I understand. Uh, I understand. And I had some other questions, but I think you've covered everything. Yeah. Now, when you, um, someone asked, what would deceased, what would the deceased be kept until the day of the funeral? Is that so, a question that, is, does that sound like a question that should be asked? <laughs> well, I think any question is a fair question. Yes, ma'am. So the, 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 the decedent would be kept. It, it it depends, right? So if it's a um, cremation, then the decedent and there's no embalming. The decedent will be kept in refrigeration. If if uh-huh. it's not and it's embalming, the 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 decedent will be kept at the funeral home. Um, but and that also we once we once we keep the in the funeral home and we embalm, then we bring them wherever wherever you want to have a funeral or wake. We then come right there to you. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So so even with yeah. Lake City, there are places in Lake City with churches that we've rented in the past to do uh layouts and, and wakes. And then also if if the family wants to come, we'll come pick the family up for the viewing, if that's more convenient for them. Whatever it is, we're here to serve the family. And we realize that the family is going through a lot and there's a lot of grief. So whatever we can do to lift the burden, we're gonna do it. It's concierge service, literally concierge service. We there to serve you. Okay, that's very impressive. Now, Chris, what has been your biggest challenge, and how did you overcome it? Well, ma'am, that's a great question as well. Uh, and my <laughs> biggest challenge, I'm not sure I have overcome. My biggest challenge has been work-life balance. And so um, because of the nature of our ministry, right, and our ministry of service, I'm always going to put our families first. Now, sometimes that, that comes at a great expense to my personal family, uh, but, but I would say that's been my biggest challenge is finding a work-life balance. But, but, but I know what it's like to lose a loved one, especially now having just lost my father. And I, and I know that moments count. And so, you know, whatever it is, we drop what we're doing to respond immediately. If someone's parents, mama just died, we can't, we're not going to stay there and finish dinner or finish a meal or finish the movie. We like the firefighters. We're about to get up right now and come to you. It's an emergency. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's been our biggest challenge in terms of, of uh, a work-life balance. But when it's your ministry, it's not work. It's okay. not work. 
It's an honor How to serve. You, okay, last question. How do you deal with stress? Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. I had to think through that. <laughs> you know, because I, I would say, you know, we've been doing this so long. And, it, and it, again, it's our ministry. And so when you love what you do, it's really not that stressful. Um, so that's a difficult question to ask because it's not often we find ourselves stressed. Uh, I mean, literally, this is our ministry. It's an honor to serve. It's a privilege to serve. And so we don't have time to be stressed because we, we're, we're worried about making sure you're okay. You're the one going okay. through grief. We're trying to meet you where you're at and make sure we're serving you. And so, you know, when something is your ministry, it's usually not stressful. But okay. when we do find ourselves distressed, we just give it to the Lord in prayer. Wow. Now, that was heavy. That was heavy, Chris. Although I've never seen you, I've never met you. But what you just said, it seems as if you appeared in front of me then. Yeah. Yes. Amen. That, that, yes. And I, I also... Um, I also had an experience with one of your, um, co- no, I want to call it someone that you know, I think it's in Fort Lauderdale or Pompano. You have uh, a sister um, funeral home down there. Might not be a sister home, but I know they know, they seem to know you very well. It's, we got family I, everywhere. You know, because no, 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 I mean, this long, we train so many people. I mean, we've got funeral directors that work with us or have worked for us all over the country. Uh, okay. Because we just trained so many folks. Yes. Okay. Very good. Well, you've been impressive to me. Now, any closing remarks? Anything else you need to need to say to us? Because I think that my questions have been answered, and I have been really elevated to a higher level. Yeah, I've been elevated. Yes, ma'am. I would say, you know what? I would say here's what I want to leave you. You know, communication is key. So. Regardless of what you may think, our preconceived notions, or even what other folks may have to say, give us the opportunity to communicate with you. And I think in that, not only will you feel our spirit of sincerity, but you'll also, if nothing else, you'll be educated. And so even if you don't decide to go with Chestnut Funeral, I think after speaking with us, you will. But even if you didn't, at least we will have educated you to make an informed decision. Um, okay. But we, it is an honor to serve. This is our ministry. This isn't just a way of life. This is our life, uh, not just for me, but for my brother, for our entire team, who we consider our family. Uh, we are here to serve, and I think we serve better than anyone else because we lead first with our heart. This isn't a business from us, for us. This is a ministry, and so we offer. We just ask to offer us the opportunity just to talk to us, and we want to talk with you and hear you out, and 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 if we can pray with you, we'll pray with you. And just share the love. And if we can serve you, we're honored to do so. And I think once we serve you once, it won't be a question moving forward. Wow. Chris, I'm impressed. I am impressed. You have been a mastermind today. And I believe that you are a great person to be on planet Earth. Because you're just like a servant. The Lord using you in a very special way, and I appreciate the fact that I was able to even talk with you. I feel honored. I feel honored to have you sharing the goodness and the love to everybody who's listening. And you seem to have a lot of love in your heart, and I appreciate that. And you have to have love in order to do and say the things that you have said today. Yeah, and I appreciate you. Yeah. So, thank you for the opportunity. And thank you for the time. I feel like I know you now. So we're going to okay. call you family. Moving forward, you family now. Yeah, I am. You, you I got sure me am. straight I'm... a few times. You asked some questions. You got me straight again. So I, I love you. I know you love me. So we all right. <laughs> That's right. Because I thought you were a child at birth. And I elevated you to an adult. So Chris, yes, you, did, you did like I've known you. So any closing remarks? This has been a life and experience. Any closing remarks? I just know that we love you and we're here to serve. 